RTHK News. It's one o'clock on Ben Che, the headlines. Occupy co-founder Benny Tai is released on bail as he fights his conviction for public nuisance. President Trump calls for a humane end to Hong Kong's political crisis and seemingly links it to a trade deal with Beijing. And global markets slump as fears of an imminent recession increase. A co-founder of the 2014 Occupy movement, Benny Tai, has been granted bail pending an appeal against his conviction for public nuisance. The Court of Appeal allowed Mr. Tai bail in the sum of $100,000 and ordered him to surrender his passport until the appeal hearing in February. The judge noted the fact that the defendant would have served most of his 16-month sentence by the time of the appeal. Mr. Tai was convicted in April. The U.S. President Donald Trump says he's sure President Xi Jinping can quickly and humanely solve the political crisis in Hong Kong if he wants to. The BBC's Viv Marsh has more details. The Washington Post called President Trump bystander-in-chief, accusing him of doing nothing in response to the increasingly violent confrontations between police and pro-democracy protesters. But later, Mr. Trump appeared to link a trade deal with China with a peaceful resolution to the crisis. Of course, China wants to make a deal, he wrote on Twitter. Let them work humanely with Hong Kong first. The National Security Advisor John Bolton was more direct. He said people in the U.S. remembered Tiananmen Square in 1989. It would be a big mistake, he said, to replicate that memory in Hong Kong. Earlier, the U.S. State Department expressed deep concerns about reports of military and armed police forces massing on Hong Kong's border and urged Beijing to respect the autonomy of the SAR. It cited staunch support for freedom of expression and peaceful assembly in Hong Kong. The statement came a day after China's top diplomat Yang Jiechi flew into New York for unexpected and low-key talks with Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. Officials said only that the pair had an extended exchange of views on U.S.-China relations. But Shirley Yu, a former China National Television News anchor and now a visiting senior fellow at the London School of Economics Institute of Global Affairs, says the talks were almost certainly about Hong Kong. We can read actually quite a lot out of the silence and the subcontext of this significant meeting. And I think for uh, Director Yang Jiechi who traveled to the United States and he's had this, uh, he's personally probably carrying a very strong and uh, significant message to the U.S. He's probably there to brief the U.S. on uh, China's position on Hong Kong. And uh, he's seeking acknowledgments with the U.S. on some imminent actions that China is possibly going to take. Pro-Beijing legislator Priscilla Leung has told RTHK that a big mediation involving people from all corners of society may be the only way now to find consensus on the way forward to stopping the protests and violence in Hong Kong. The Business and Professionals Alliance lawmaker said her group has been approaching professional mediators to see whether they can help. Ms. Leung said something needs to be done urgently to end the current crisis. Government. I also sometimes, many points, I'm also pissed off with the kind of waiting attitude. I think every one of us, I am reaching out with different people, but I hope that the other party is also willing to reach out, okay? If we can put out the fire, the anger a little bit, bit by bit, every one of us, I think everyone now has to bear the responsibility. The more influence, the more responsibility. 
The Travel Industry Council says tourist arrivals in Hong Kong are falling faster than ever before, with the situation now worse than during the 2003 SARS epidemic. Council Chairman Jason Wong said the number of short-haul tours last month was down by half on the same period last year, while tours from long-haul markets were down by 30 percent. The concern is the percentage is huge. I think we have never seen such situations, not even in SARS or uh, tsunami. And we don't see uh, the situation will be getting better in in a very uh, short period of time. So we we do have concern, and many of our trade members also express that they will their staff got to have no pay leave uh, in the coming uh, weeks. So uh, and no more new bookings so far in the in the coming September. So the the situation is getting very difficult for for the trade members. He urged the government to offer financial support, including loans or fee waivers. The airport is, op- is operating smoothly today, as a temporary injunction to ban protests takes effect. Some flights remain cancelled or delayed after anti-government protesters flooded the terminal on Monday and Tuesday. Airport officials also put large water barriers at the entrances to the building, though there were no protesters to be seen this morning. The MTR says the Airport Express is still running on a reduced schedule at the request of the government and the airport authority. Meanwhile, Japan has issued its first travel warning to Hong Kong since the 1997 handover, amid continuing anti-government protests. The warning from the Ministry of Foreign Affairs is at the lowest level on a four-point scale. It says Japanese nationals should pay attention to the latest situation in the city and stay away from places where demonstrations or clashes take place. An executive member of the Hong Kong Cabin Crew Federation says it is unacceptable that Cathay Pacific sacked two pilots who had earlier been suspended over their involvement in protests. Carol Ng also expressed concern that other companies would follow Cathay's example and said employees' right to free speech should overrule what is in their contracts. The pilots were fired after Beijing's aviation regulator told the airline it was banning staff who support the protests from flights going through mainland airspace. This is completely unacceptable for and such a big corporate airline to back down in front of the Chinese pressure. As the um, Hong Kong employees, they should enjoy their basic rights of freedom, um, to have a freedom of speech, participate in any uh, protest, and also they need to be uh, protected these rights, um, no matter how their employment contract stated. Last week, Cathay fired two ground staff for leaking the travel arrangements of a police soccer team. Hong Kong's top prosecutor David Leung has dismissed reports that he proposed setting up an independent prosecution committee to look at charges relating to anti-extradition protests. Legal sector lawmaker Dennis Kwok had earlier quoted sources as saying that the director of public prosecutions had put the idea of such a committee to his boss, Justice Minister Theresa Cheng, but was overruled. But Mr Leung said that wasn't the case. I don't see a need for an event committee because every case we adhere to the prosecution code, um, sufficiency of evidence and whether it's uh, so as to um, to assess whether there is a reasonable possible conviction and also whether it's public uh, interest to prosecute. We always adhere to that, irrespective of the type of case, um, the background will defend. Mr. Leung also rejected anonymous claims from the Department of Justice prosecutors who had accused him of failing to act as a gatekeeper for prosecutions and being trampled on by Ms. Cheng. He said he had tried his best to be fair in leading his team. 
The Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi has described the decision to revoke Kashmir's autonomy as a major achievement of his government within weeks of its re-election. In a nationwide broadcast to mark India's Independence Day, Mr. Modi said the articles of the Indian Constitution that provided this special status were stopping Kashmiris from fulfilling their dreams and aspirations. My fellow dear Indians, Jammu and Kashmir can become an inspiration for prosperity and happiness for the rest of the country. It can provide a major contribution for the development of India. We should work towards helping Kashmiris to celebrate their traditional ways of life. We should all help the state. The new system we are setting up should be able to achieve that. Police in, this, in the U.S. city of Philadelphia are involved in a standoff with a man who they say has shot and wounded six officers during a drugs raid. Two officers who became trapped in the building when the gun battle broke out have been, have been rescued by a SWAT team. The police were serving a drugs warrant when the gunmen opened fire. Police Commissioner Richard Ross described how the incident unfolded. Gunfire erupted. The shooter fired multiple rounds. Officers returned fire, many of whom who had to escaped through windows and doors to get uh, from a barrage of bullets. Right now, we can tell you that there are six police officers who were struck by gunfire. Thankfully, uh, all of them are in stable condition. The Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe is reported to have sent a ritual offering to the Yasukuni Shrine for War Dead on the anniversary of Japan's surrender in the Second World War. The Shinto Shrine honors 14 Japanese wartime leaders who were convicted as war criminals. China and South Korea view it as an enduring symbol of Japanese militarism. An international team of scientists has begun excavating a trove of new dinosaur fossils in the western United States. The BBC's Jonathan Amos has the story. To step out onto the badlands of Wyoming's Bighorn Basin is to step back in time 150 million years. Its rocks record events from the Jurassic period and in case some of the biggest dinosaurs ever to walk the earth, the so-called sauropods with their characteristic long necks and long tails. The excavation team, led by the Children's Museum of Indianapolis, has now pulled up hundreds of bones. Some so large, heavy diggers were brought in to move them. UK and Dutch partners have joined to help extract what could be dozens more dinosaurs that appear to have been killed in a catastrophic flood. To financial news, global stock markets have fallen amid growing fears about recession. Most markets in Asia opened sharply lower after the main U.S. stock markets closed 3% down. The Dow Jones recorded its biggest one-day fall since last October. Here's the BBC's Karishma Vaswani. Lower growth figures from Germany, a raft of weaker-than-expected economic data in China, and the bond market signaling chances of a recession are all making investors nervous. There appears to be no quick resolution to the U.S.-China trade war. Some economists say it's one of the major reasons why companies in the U.S. are holding back on investment and spending, which is why we're seeing these worries reflected in the stock markets. Investors are buying safe haven assets like government bonds and selling off equities, which are seen as more risky in times of economic downturns. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 25,270. That's 31 points down on the previous close. And in currencies, the euro is trading at 1 US dollar and 11 cents. The US dollar is at 105.88 yen. And the pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 45 cents. And now, a time for sports, and here is Joanne Wong.
Liverpool have lifted the UEFA Super Cup trophy after defeating Chelsea 5-4 on penalties in Istanbul. The BBC's Jane Dougal reports. After extra time and penalties, it was Liverpool who were triumphant in the Super Cup final. The European champions lifting another European trophy. But heartbreaking for Chelsea, who did push them all the way. After 90 minutes, it was one all. The two sides couldn't be separated. Olivier Giroud scoring first for Chelsea, and then Liverpool equalising through Sadio Mane. So it went to extra time. And it was Mane who scored a second to put Liverpool in front. It was looking like it might finish that way when the Liverpool keeper Adrian brought down Tammy Abraham in the box, causing a penalty to be awarded. Well, Jorginho stepped up and Cooley slotted at home. Two all, and at the end of extra time, that's how it finished. So it went to penalties. Nerves were jangling when every single player, apart from the last one, scored. Tammy Abraham stepped up for Chelsea, took the shot, and Adrian saved it for Liverpool, making up for his earlier faux pas and being the hero for Liverpool. So, another European trophy for the European champions. Toxicology reports on the body of the footballer Emiliano Sala have revealed fatal levels of carbon monoxide in his system. He died in January while flying in a small plane from northern France to Wales, where he was to join Cardiff City. Here's Thomas Morgan from the BBC. It's been almost seven months now since Emiliano Sala's body was recovered from the English Channel after the plane carrying him from Nantes to Cardiff crashed. Toxicology tests have now revealed a dangerously high level of carbon monoxide, an amount that could have caused seizures, unconsciousness or a heart attack. A level of around 50% in a healthy person is generally considered to be fatal. The Argentinian's results revealed his blood contained 58%. The Air Accidents Investigation Branch say they believe the pilot David Ibbotson, whose body has never been found, is likely to have also suffered from exposure to the gas, which may have inhibited his ability to fly the plane. A piston engine aircraft such as the Piper Malibu involved in this incident produces a high level of carbon monoxide. Although the wreckage has never been recovered, Emiliano Sala's family have responded again today by urging authorities to retrieve the aircraft for further examination. Tennis and world number one Naomi Osaka has defeated Alexandra Sashnovich of Belarus to advance at the Cincinnati Masters. The reigning U.S. and Australian Open champion took more than two hours to overcome Sashnovich 7-6-2-6-6-2. The Japanese star will next face its third round match against Taiwan's Xie Shu Wei. Wimbledon champion Simona Halep took a late break in the penultimate game of the final set to beat Russian Ekaterina Alexandrova 3-6-7-5-6-4 after two hours on court. The fourth-seeded Romanian will meet American Madison Keys in the next round. Top-seed Ashley Barty ousted Maria Sharapova and will face Estonia's Anyat Kondovit next. And that's your look at sport. And that's the news from RTHK.